Hey, this is Zar. Can you hear me? Will you listen? So you may actually hear something nice in the background, like tweeting little birds now that we're going into Arizona Spring. And today we're going to talk about narcissistic abuse and being trapped in narcissistic abuse. And I am a licensed hypnotist, root worker, clairvoyant. A lot of people forget what I can do. Those are things that I do. I ended up talking a lot about narcissistic abuse. And that reason being because myself being trapped in that cycle for years, unfortunately, and primarily because every client or every other client that I had worked with since dawn of time, because I've been doing this for a long time, also trapped in narcissistic abuse. The very interesting thing about most people, not all, most, is that they do not realize they are there trapped in narcissistic abuse. So this also entails twin flame, karmic relationships, love bites, and generational abuse, cultural abuse, narcissistic abuse, difficulties with people understanding those things, and the empath-narcissist relationship, and the empath-psychopath relationships, and the empath-sociopathic relationships. And they also entail people that are that are borderline. You know, they have borderline in many different areas. No, I am not a psychotherapist. I'm a licensed hypnotist and I provide coping skills. With that being said, I partner with doctors, psychologists, etc. Because you know, with hypnosis you can overcome. You know, you can help relieve pain. You teach people cognitive behavioral therapy, coping skills, uh, overcoming fear, anxieties, phobias, um, uh, trauma, past trauma. That's what my job is. The job of the doctor is diagnosing and treating, oftentimes medication. A lot of times people need medication they cannot overcome, even though they think they can their abuse and it's something that is unfortunate because majority of people are taught to live with it the empath is also very toxic they can be helpful to toxic they can you know they can also rotate and switch much like the narcissists can they're not completely innocent either um and that's something i've also learned so this is what i'm here to talk about i don't know if i'll be able to cover all of those topics because it's a lot um you know because we're spiritual and physical beings so you know if you're not into that then you know i don't have to tell you but if you have a very if you feel like you have like i have like many empaths i mean i feel like i'm cursed well you know right now we're going through a lot a real difficult time right (laughs) 
Pluto going into Aquarius and major systems being changed. Um, and there's like lots of love bite relationships. If you have not read the book by Eve O'Lorgan, Love Bite, you need to. Um, because people who are narcissistic, sociopathic, psychopathic, yeah, because we, everything's on a scale, right? Some are lesser and some are greater, much like the Bundy, right? Um, they can also be influenced by external energies and entities that you cannot see. Empaths can also be used and influenced very easily because the empath is very vulnerable. And that's what I'm here to tell and educate these empaths that if you think you can manipulate your partner with spell work, you're just adding another layer to all of that stuff, toxic stuff. It's your choice to do so. I have some that choose to do so. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to tell you that's what's going on. And a lot of narcissistic relationships begin with parental guidance, right? Your parents are the ones who screw you up the most. And a lot of times they don't even know what they're doing. They just know that that's how they were raised. They're also reacting and behaving and acting out through their own traumas and abuse. And when they have a child, they put that child into that type of mindset that they were raised in and that they currently go through. Just because your parent is a narcissistic abuser, that doesn't, you shouldn't uh, villainize them. It's something that they um, have lived in probably since the dawn of time too and that they currently are living in now. Did you understand what I'm saying? Your narcissistic parent is currently experiencing pain, suffering, and trauma in their current state as an adult. They don't realize it. The narcissist can be an extreme empath. The empath is much like the narcissist because the narcissist also wants the empath and the narcissist kind of like they all have their own self-serving needs is what I'm trying to say. The empath can become a lot like the narcissist because they start to compete against each other. That's my dog. We're just gonna let her bark because there's no stopping craziness. Uh, the empath will be manipulative. The empath is like the ride or die, right? A lot of them, especially if they're female. I mean, not saying that. Uh, this also, I've seen this also in um, gay relationships and polyamorous relationships. I've seen this there too. So just no, we're all included in it. No, there's no like, uh, uh, you know, you're not excluded from this, right? We're all people and we all have emotions. We all experience love and anger and, and all the emotions. But the empath can become very, very manipulative and the writer die. I'll do anything to get your attention, your approval, your love. The thing about the narcissist, narcissist doesn't care. The narcissist has a completely shut down heart space. They have, some of them don't, they're heartless basically. They don't have that, okay? And no matter how you, much you try to get them to love, they just won't. So there are some people who are so shut down, they will never come out of that. You add alcohol and drugs, addictions, sexual addictions, 
the uh, you know shopping exercise you add all those things on top of that you won't you will not reach that person you do have that choice to stay in the abuse or to leave and i just was inspired to make this session because i haven't been able to go on on this, uh, do a session in a long time why because of noise and because i'm extremely busy which i'm grateful for but just last i think it was the night before last at my place uh new people moved in upstairs you know how that goes you always hope for the best well the dude is a narcissistic abuser i've heard her scream and uh, run in terror and scream at him give me my phone back and all that stuff and i know exactly what's going on and guess who showed up night before last? The police. And then she's, they have her downstairs, they have her outside, and she goes, he's a narcissistic abuser, he controls everything. The police officer was actually a really good person. He's like saying, you need to leave and you need to get out. And I have said that many times myself. Now, of course, the police officer, oftentimes, you know, the police officer, the nurse, the doctor, the attorney, the parent, the, the friend may have more clout than I even have, but he did tell her, you need to get out. And I couldn't agree more. She's like, but he has control of everything. And I was like, yeah, it's a classic narcissist, right? Sociopath. She wanted to keep his debit card. He told the police, no, I want my debit card back, of course. And they said, yeah, legally, if his name is on it, it's his. You can't use it. It's considered illegal be using someone else's debit card and so she started crying i have nothing i have no money where am i gonna go and the officer said well where's your family and she said they're in california we're in arizona and he's like well you didn't have to wait for them to come back and, and uh, he said do you have a place to stay on the res and she's like yeah but we all know how that goes not the nicest place to live sometimes and I've worked with many uh, native Mexican, you know, mixed people and natives and Hispanics and, and even uh, American, you know, that they have um, really high rates of abuse. So she was out there crying and, and he said, you know, you're just going to have to go with your family. You, can, you need to get out of the situation. You need to go to school. You need to start a job, you know, start a business. And he says, it's going to really be hard. I'm just really going to suck at first. But he says, but then things are going to start to get better. And that's exactly, and I wanted to go out there and tell him. I'm like, you're such, like, well, you know what? You're really a good person because you don't have to do this. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to say those things. He just simply needs to tell her, you're the one who's going to leave the house. And you got to go. And that's what happened. But he did take the time to tell her all those things. And I just was really impressed. I will, you know, not all police are horrible people, you know, like they show. There's a lot that are, but same thing, that's people for you, right? Some are good, a lot of them are bad. So, the majority of castings that I work with are empaths who want what they want from their abuser. Like she was, this girl was expecting to take his debit card because she didn't have any money. And you just go out and use his debit card. And she told the officer also, well, you know, we filed taxes and he has all the tax money in his account. And she goes, that's my daughter's money. That's not his money. That's money for us. And the officer also educated her. And he said, well, if it's his child and he claimed her on his taxes, it's his money now. And that you have to go to court now to get that money. 
and that's exactly how it works. But the empaths expect what they expect too. I expect she expected him to use the debit, let him use, let her use the debit card, get that money out of his account. And he did tell her, he's like, you're in a really bad situation because you have a child and you're not married. You legally have no rights. And I, I just hope that sank into her head. And this is what I want to sink into the empaths and people who are trapped in abuse. When you are in that situation, you have you're a baby mama, right? You have, uh, you know, you're married. You have a ch you have children. You're not married. You're as good as a non-citizen. You have no rights. You are nothing. You are a servant and a punching bag and an emotional punching bag for your narcissist or sociopath or psychopath. Let that sink in. Being married in that situation, in that case, would give you more rights. But that's the empath. They put themselves in very bad situations because they, well, the narcissist also pushes them to the extreme of prove to me that you deserve my attention, my love. Prove to me. The empath ends up engaging in risk-taking behavior and putting themselves at risk, not only emotionally, but physically and financially. And, but the empath is also desperate to get what they want. At first it starts out with, I just wanna be in love. I just wanna be a mom. I just wanna be in love. I just wanna be loved. But when the empath gets exposed to the narcissist's abuse, it becomes a competition. And it becomes a battle to win the game and they call it love. Because the empath and the narcissist and the sociopath and psycho, they don't actually know what love is. They think they do. And so, yes, yeah, some of them come from good families and families who took good care of them, even families that spoiled them, but that's still not genuine love. And they still too can become narcissistic just because mom and dad spoiled you. Doesn't make you loved, it makes you taught how to be narcissistic and demanding and entitled. That's all it does. Because genuine love does not require conditions. Now, there are very few of us who were raised in environments that were unconditional love, that had unconditional love. <laughs> Think about that. Loving unconditionally and fairly is what children need. And people don't know what love is. The, the genuine respect and care and nurturing that people need, no one knows how to do. So everyone it's egotistical, narcissistic, and demanding. And I'm talking about my own experience and all my years of experience working with clients. Now, and, and that's also why the demonization of narcissists and stuff like that is so, I guess you could say idolized. But I'm here to shed light on the empath. The empath also participates in the game, it takes two. One, you stay. Two, you put yourself in a bad position and you're forced to stay. You put yourself there. You manifested this yourself. Of course, you know, you throw on some bad energy like we got going on past since 2020. Then you add in bad economic times and people are trapped and they become victims. And they go, I can't, I can't move. I can't do this, I can't do that. 
I, I have to stay with my narcissistic mother and father. I have to stay with my narcissistic uh, partner. And the thing is that is a choice. Because there's nothing stronger than willpower. And independence. And free will. All humans have it. And even animals. If a person or an animal does not want to be where they're at, they find ways to get out of what they don't want to be. That they genuinely don't want it. So if you genuinely do not want to live with the person you're living with or the, stay in the job that you're in, you will do what it takes to get out of it. Because it's ab abhorrent to you. It is something you can no longer stand. But if you're making excuses and being a victim and staying where you're at, where you're, where you're very uncomfortable. That, that is your choice. There's my, uh, my crazy neighbor. So that is your choice. Um, and that is the sad part about it. The empaths do a lot of self-sabotaging and this is what they do. They make it, it's, uh, you know, Make they make excuses why they can't, why I'm stuck, why I'm trapped, why I'm a victim. The other thing too is why they won't move on from a broken relationship. Why they will pine over relationships. Why they will stay in negative, abusive, unloving relationships. Why people stay trapped in jobs. Why people are not motivated. Lack of motivation is a big one because they lose all of their energy. They're bleeding all out of their chakras because they're constantly battling with people because they want to be right. The empath wants to be seen, wants to be heard, wants to be respected, and they want it from a certain person and they will make that person and push that person to do so to get what they want. They beg, they literally beg and plead But little empaths, I'm here to tell you, you can't get blood out of a rock unless it's a bleeding rock, which is very rare. It's, it exists, but it's extremely rare, just to let you know. And the one who ends up bleeding is you, emotionally, mentally, financially, and even physically. When you push your uh, partner who has no heart space, the narcissist, the psychopath, the sociopath, they will just beat you into submission. And uh, too, like, you know, if you fall into that narcissist game, they have done all their work. And it's very second nature for them. They don't, and they don't feel bad about it. They don't regret anything, by the way. They separate you from your friends and your family. They turn you against your friends and your family. They keep you separate from people. So that you can be with them. My recommendation for empaths is you need to be on your own and you need to be alone. Now, if you have to live with someone, you need to stay away from that person, whether it be your family or a roommate or partner. You need to start separating yourself from them. And, uh, you know, since you're an empath, you're going to make excuses. So, oh, I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to be in my room. Or oh, I'm going to go in the office. I'm going to go over here. Or oh, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go hang out. I need some fresh air. And uh, don't go having dinner 
too much or watching TV shows or wasting time like that with your uh, narcissistic mother, father, uncle, sister, brother, partner. And you need to start coming up with a plan to get yourself on your own two feet. See, that's the problem with the empath. They don't want to be on their own two feet. They don't know how. And we're talking about deprogramming here, which is what I do. Trying to deprogram an empath is very difficult, especially if they don't want to be. A lot of times they want to be just heard, they want to vent, and they want to be enabled. Well, they all think that I'm going to do that for them. And, uh, and they just love me to death. The thing about it is, I'm not here to enable you. I'm here to make you have that little uh, wake-up call. And they don't particularly like it. I've had empaths scream and yell at me, and I think, you know, I just tell them that. If you cannot handle your ADHD, if what I am saying is going in one ear and out the other, then you need to get on some medications. You need to see a doctor. Um, because that's another thing. The rage of an empath is like no other. It could kill nations if it was weapon weaponized. But this is where we get that term, right? You know, like uh, a woman scorned, right? That's where it comes from. So women are especially are taught to be submissive empaths. And I just tell them that's not, you know, you don't get what you want by being nice and sweet and submissive. People who are like that get abused and used and tossed aside when they are discarded. And the problem with the empath is, you know, they're probably raised that way nine times out of ten. You know, they don't even realize it. A lot of them are like, no, 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 I had a great childhood. I'm like, oh, well, tell me about it. Oh, they gave me everything I ever wanted. Or, oh, you know, everything went well. But they're being, they don't realize they were probably being gaslighted the whole time. They were being given, give, they were being taught and given unrealistic expectations about life. When your parent hands you anything you want, you think that your whole life is gonna be like that. I've, I've met these people, trust me. And even, they even say, well, I know that sometimes I have to work for things and I, I have to work hard for things sometimes and sometimes things, I don't get what I want sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, but most of the time you did. So deep down in your subconscious, that's what you're expecting. So don't go trying to like cover that up. They all think that they can cover up stuff too. I can see right through all of you, by the way. And they also have this, you know, the empaths are, are very much, you know, self-sabotaging. Like I said, they also have this thing where, you know, like they're special, right? They have their own way of liking things. I had a client do this where she was very obscure about her, her sexuality. She basically is choosing to be, to abstain, which is fine. But when you're pining over your ex so much and concerned about who your ex is sleeping with, you need to move on. You need to have relationships of your own. Now, if you and your ex decide to get back together on a mutual basis, then that will come at a later time. And when the time comes, then the time comes. But in the meantime, you keeping yourself chaste and clean and pure for your abuser to entice your abuser to come back does not, does not impress them. They see you for what you are, which is needy, and desperate and pathetic. That's how they view you. And so 
and passion like that. Oh, I don't sleep. They, they do the extreme. Basically, what I'm saying, a lot of them are also borderline personality disorder, and uh, you know all the other borderlines, right? Other, other borders of other things. And she was like, you know, I like, you know, I, I have certain things that I'm attracted to. And I'm like, oh yes, empath, let's make it so complicated. Like, it's going to be as rare as finding, like I was talking about, a, bleeding, a rock that bleeds. Very rare. So you're looking for a very rare specimen that doesn't exist. I'm like, okay, so we're living in a fantasy land here. This is what the empaths do. They do have to snap a lot of them out of fantasy. Because they put themselves there. Um, when you are seeing, you know, the narcissist can see this too. I mean, trust me. They're like, oh, this girl's living in her own damn world. Ha, <laughs> she's easy to fuck with. And this, they think it's a game to them. And here you're like, oh, my narcissist is everything that I want. Like, why? They abuse you. They discard you. They tell you you're not good enough. They tell you all kinds of, talk all kinds of shit to you and you're still there. But yet you have your own special needs and you know, like you're, you know, you're, they're, they're like, they're just, they're like, it's this rare diamond that you have that, you know, only you have and no one else has. And what the empath doesn't realize when they do that shit, they're, they're just painting themselves into a corner and there's no way out. And I just tell the empath, I can help to program you and you have to be open to it, but I'm not going to take a, uh, you know, a crowbar and pry you on out of that corner. You're going to walk and step out of it. That's your choice. And the empaths are very strange. They have different standards for themselves. Much like the narcissist does. They have a separate standard for themselves. So I'm like to the empath, you know, you learn to be narcissists by being in narcissistic relationships. And then you rationalize your toxic behavior. Okay. And that's hard to hear, it's true. And, you know, you you can't do things on your own. You know, that it is hard to do things on your own. If you're like that, then you need to not be in relationships. You need to be on your own and you need to put energy into you. And that could take years. You know why? Because you've been spending years putting your energy into other people to get what you need out of them. So now you have to do the opposite of that and you put the energy into yourself so you can get what you need and want out of yourself it can take years because you've been spending years doing like i said and the empath doesn't like to hear that they want results now they want that satisfaction to their living on adrenaline rushes because uh you know that's what the narcissistic abuse does it's like an adrenaline rush it can be an addiction and they rationalize how they're going to manipulate their partners so they can get them to be who they want too that's another thing that's why i always say do not fall in love with you know the idea of someone having um possibilities right oh that person one day is going to be um you know something uh don't support people who are going through recovery addiction do not support people who are going to college or who are unemployed because the minute they they get through those phases and they come out on top on their success then they leave you for their trophy wife okay don't don't do that happens time and time again the other thing about the empath is that they always feel robbed and wronged and i just love that dr uh, romani has said this 
you need to watch her videos. Dr. Romani on YouTube had said, the empath, sorry empath, or sorry, you know, you know the victims. Um, you had been raised by a narcissist possibly, and if you are, and you have been, you definitely were robbed of your childhood. And what I want to add to that is when the empath has been robbed like that, unfairly abused mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually, uh, financially too sometimes. Some kids are put to work early in their life and they make money for their families. I've seen them. Um, they always feel, the, the, the empath feels it. They know it deep down. And they're always feeling like they, they, they want someone to show them that they deserve everything. They they feel robbed and the empath is constantly walking around feeling discarded, abandoned, robbed, and angry. And that feeling comes from childhood or from a very um, abusive relationship. And the empath is always going around looking for someone to fulfill that and to pay it back. And man, an empath that is looking for payback like that, like they just, oh man, it's like, it's like every fiber, every cell in their body will do anything to get that fulfillment and to get that payback. And you want to talk about people who wish people dead? Uh, um, I've run into, most of my clients are like this. Because they have that sense of being robbed because of their abuse in their childhood. And two, like, you have to think back and start to think about these things for yourself. You've gone through this. How many times have you had nervous breakdowns in your childhood, in your early adulthood, maybe even your midlife or your latter life? How many mental breakdowns have you had? You have to really look back and think about things because a lot of times when people go through this, they forget about it or they don't realize it until it dawns on them. Oh my God, I had this nervous breakdown at the family dinner one time heard it time and time again that is where that comes from and the only way to repair that is to be independent and not codependent codependency is another one they always are looking for someone to fill that space i have an empath i'm constantly asking her how do you feel about this person that you're dating do you love them how do you feel about them she can never answer me because they don't know what love is. They've never been loved. They don't know what they don't, they, a lot of times they don't allow themselves to feel loved because they're so, you know, self-protective. They're so defensive that they don't realize that they have their guard up. And this is why they are led into risk-taking behavior, drugs, extreme alcoholism, addictions, uh, you know, risky promiscuity, um, you know, bad financial decisions, nine times out of 10. They have a really bad credit and very poor payment history. They have very, uh, they also have a short attention span. They have very little patience and they um, settle for things because they're told, well, at, look at, look at the bright side. Well, could be worse. So settle for this because you know what? You're probably not going to get better because you don't deserve it. An empath settle. They settle time and time again. And they're too afraid to branch out. A lot of them are too afraid to meet other people. They're too afraid to be alone. And they're too afraid to leave. Which keeps them in that trap. And then, you know what? The narcissist, the psychopath, the sociopath, they know it. 
They know their victim, they know it well. The problem with the victim is they don't know that. A lot of times too, they don't want to be called a victim. How dare you call me a victim? I, I deserve this and this person, this person is gonna give it to me. It's like, well, if you're gonna be entitled, then you can just keep abusing that, keep uh, enduring, is what I'm trying to say. Enduring the abuse that person's gonna give you and enjoy it because you are in the power struggle and you are wanting to win the game. That's what I call it. When an empath is in a toxic relationship and they won't leave that person and they're kind of like pushing that person to do the right thing, love them, treat them with respect, buy them things. They are waiting and demanding and pushing and pushing and pushing and it causes the abuse to be more intense from the partner. I call that the game, the battle, the ego battle where you want to win the game. That's not love. That isn't love. So this is why a lot of these people too um, end up self-prostituting themselves. They end up, you know, they don't they don't have a problem prostituting themselves sexually. They don't have a problem doing things like OnlyFans. They don't have a problem doing those um, things that may, like a lot of, so just to tell you this, the majority of society views things like that as low morality you have a low morality so and you're desperate so you're one of those people but those people who do that think it's perfectly fine because they don't know any better um, people who you know people who do stripping for a living and they do it for a long time and they start young they don't realize the damage that's done to their minds being objectified placing themselves into objectification, which leads to risk-taking behavior because of money. Um, having to be, in, you know, struggling with poverty, which is something that they use to push themselves into bad choice making. And, um, and, and they're always, well, I have no choice. You do always have a choice. You do, you always have a choice. You can think. The thing is, they don't want to take the time to do that. They want other people to hand it to them. And the other person's like, oh, I'll hand it to you and I'll hand you a whole ton of toxic stuff too, because that's what I do. And they're like, okay, I'll take it. At least I'm getting a little bit. At least I'm getting like a hug here and there. At least, you know. And that comes from your parent. My, my parent, did, my, my father did that to me. Well, you know, at least I never abandoned, your abandoned you and the family. I always provided for you. I had a roof over your head and food in your mouth. And I'd be like, yeah, and... uh a slap in the mouth too is what I get. You you say you love me, but you punch the wall next to my head to scare me to death constantly. You gaslight me and traumatize me on the daily because you love me. And that is just toxic abuse. And the empath learns that that's normal. And that's what I thought when I was in my early 20s. I was very suppressed by my parents very narcissistically abused. My father was the worst. Um, um, he had uh, problems with rage because he was a Vietnam veteran, which everyone said, oh, that's not your fault. It's not his fault. It's just that this is what he went through. So you're just gonna have to tolerate it, is what I was told. So I thought as a kid or as a young adult, Oh, well, everyone's abused, but we all have to just love each other and, and take each other for what, they, for what we are and, and, and stay in abusive and toxic relationships. And that's what I thought for years in my early, early 20s. 
Uh, and when I wanted to get my psychology degree, my mother would make fun of me. Oh, Dr. Moore, huh? You know, oh, this, oh, that. Oh, you think you knew it all. And um, gaslit me to where I ended up just wanting to flee the house and was unable to complete my program because I had to survive. Your parents really fucked your life up. And they teach you by treating you this way. They teach you to be like this. And it makes you, it can make you really an angry person. It really can. And that's why we have all this extreme violence going on. Expectations really, really, really ruin relationships. And, you know, when you realize you need to just separate yourself from people in your family or you cut them off or, uh, you know, make it to where you don't see them, you do need to do that nine times out of ten. Yeah, you need to not uh, keep in contact for your own mental sanity. Because it's nothing like your family to drive you crazy to the loony bin and back. They'll do it if you let them. Everything's a choice. And that is like the thing that I've had to educate my clients about. A lot of these women don't even realize that they're in abuse. A lot of them, I, I ask them, I go, have you heard of narcissistic abuse? It's a term now. Before, when I was younger, it wasn't a term. Now we have a term. Now we know it's a real, a real thing. And nine times out of ten, they're like, I've never heard of that. 